guys. Thank you so much for all my faithful listeners. And if you're new to the show, welcome. This episode is all about spooky stories. <laughs> Getting set for Halloween and I didn't want anything too heavy. And I just uh, I want to share some of my spooky stories and um, how I knew that I was a medium. But I just uh, <laughs> wanted to say thank you guys so much for all your love and support. I really appreciate it. This is season five. Season six is going to be in mid-November um, after the election, like I said, and after Mercury retrograde, I just kind of wanted to get a break. And then from there, the whole setup and the flow of the show is going to be totally different because I'm on iHeartRadio and I really want to promote my podcast. And, um, and eventually I'll be doing video podcasting for YouTube. So I just have a lot of things going on um, in the works for the remainder of the year in 2021 and I'm super excited about it but I just wanted to um, definitely personally thank you guys so much I really I really 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 appreciate you guys I have a lot of faithful listeners I can tell because as soon as I posted it's automatic (laughs) so uh thank you guys I see you I really appreciate it I do want you guys to do me a favor while I'm in this break if you really enjoy my show and uh write a review like wherever you're listening to your the podcast uh iheart spotify apple wherever you listen to this podcast just uh drop a review like rate me and uh give me a shout out i really appreciate it i did this podcast as, as a diary i started this podcast as a diary for my spiritual journey and it just been all over the place <laughs> to be honest with you it's been a, a beautiful hot mess and I'm so thankful for you guys that have been with me from the beginning and I really appreciate you so much I really do I've had a, a rough year it's been rough for everybody really and I've been trying to juggle a lot of things um personally but you know even with that my responsibility is to help the people that need help and God is using me as a vessel to help you guys so much on your path. And I hope that you guys are doing your daily check-ins. Uh, feed yourself first. Just like if you're on an airplane and it's about to crash. <laughs> you put the mask on you first. I think that it's something that you need to think about in your life. Stop pouring from empty cups. Feed yourself first. And then if you have something left over, you give to someone else, right? Because there are some days you're going to have an overflow. And then some days you're just going to have just enough for you. And on those days that you have just enough for you, you savor. You savor that. You you savor and you, you hold that tight to yourself. And when you become able to give to other people, that's when you do it, right? And that's a lesson for myself as well I'm such a giver and I've learned in this year that I need to stop that shit (laughs) I need to uh, give to me more and uh, love me a little bit more than I have before and have people around me that's not that that are supportive of me and not secretly envious or you know just I need to have more positive people around me that really celebrate me like I celebrate them. I think that that's very important when you are looking for friendships, partnerships, and uh, people that's just going to truly just be genuinely good to you. I think that that is very important, right? 
so make sure you guys are checking in thank you guys so much for all your love and support and let's get started on us halloween spooky stories all right you guys so as i have been walking this spiritual path i've noticed that a lot of gifts are starting to open up and they're getting stronger and stronger so 2020 i just feel like the veil is so thin right now that people that are gifted or their gifts are like being expanded in some kind of way and it has been a shit show okay because i've never been one that was visual and uh, i can see spirits now in the corner of my eyes and things like that and i normally don't i can feel them and i can hear them like my ears just aren't ringing that's how i know you know that is spirit is trying to contact me but i can walk into a room and like feel the energy in the room and be like oh there's a spirit here oh is it good oh it's bad i can read like that so everybody has different ways and different gifts that they do well for me um working in the french quarter for so many years i've had a lot of different experiences that were unexplained now in the beginning when i first started working in the french quarter i just i wasn't awakened so a lot of things would i would notice things you know because i always had these gifts but i'd be like eh, you know whatever so when i first moved to new orleans um it's back in 2002 i believe uh i was a green you know coming from mississippi and i just you know we visited new orleans all the time because it's only like an hour away from you know where we live in mississippi and i uh so my parents and i we would go all the time and you know i would go with friends you know during high school i mean like new orleans is right there so like we used to go all the time and so when i decided to move there um i got a job offer I moved there and I uh, ran into this lady and she was a voodoo priestess. So in the French Quarter, there's this place. It's called Jackson Square. So Jackson Square, you guys are familiar with it. Uh, they have a lot of different psychics that sit up with their little tables and so forth. And, uh, and I've always been fascinated with it. And I was new to my gifts and kind of like whatever. And no, this was actually a 99. This was a 99. I remember now. So anyway, I uh, get there and I'm really young, you know, in, in green. <laughs> I keep saying that because this story is absolutely insane. And uh, this lady, she was sitting there and she, this was her bone structure that I was drawn to because she looked like me. And uh, she had her hair on a wrap and she looked like, you know, but she was, a, she just looked very, you know, she looked apart right and she was a voodoo uh, voodoo priestess but she's also a retired school teacher so we were sitting there and she's like oh you're new to the city let me show you around i'll take you in she asked me did i go to church you know she was just digging 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 i was like yeah you know whatever so we met for dinner and uh she lived in this condo right off state Charles and uh after dinner she said come over i'm gonna do a reading for you for free and i said cool well 
this is why it's so important that you are careful of who you allow in your energy. And it's essential that you use your discernment. And me, I was wide open. And knowing that my light, how my how bright my light is now was probably even brighter then because <laughs> I was so open and I didn't I didn't protect myself I didn't do any of those things you know that I do now and I uh, let her read me at her house and I'm going through her stuff and I'm looking at all her her uh, initiation things and, and so forth and so on and I'm into that like I understand voodoo I understand I mean that is where I'm from like I I know what's in me you know what I mean and I'm still that's something that's another part of like my spiritual journey that I am going to um visit but not right now so I was familiar with it just felt I was very comfortable you know with all the different things that she had in her house some people that are not familiar with voodoo or any kind of African religion they think that it's evil and it's not I just felt very comfortable so as I was sitting there getting this reading and it was just like she did this reading, um, she talked about my grandfather or my grandfather um, raised me. And on my first very first episode, uh, you can go back to my very first episode. I talk about um, what happened to me when I was 12 years old and my grandfather, you know, is a big part of that. And that's why he groomed me and raised me the way he did. And uh, because this is what I'm supposed to do is be a teacher and an influencer <laughs> and all of those things. But anyway, he uh, he was a reverend and I wanted to, uh, I, I was, I'm going to be in his footsteps. So he was grooming me. So with her mentioning my grandfather, she uh, said, oh, there's a, there's a, uh, a spirit that's coming through. And then she described my grandfather and I saw had tears in my eyes because he recently had passed maybe a year or so prior to me moving. And uh, and I had tears rolling down my eyes because I missed him so much. He raised me. And the next thing I know, like the blinds in our house started moving. And I looked over and my heart was like, what? And she didn't miss a beat. She's like, oh, the spirits are here. The spirits are here. But what came with that? Well, she opened up the door for all spirits to come through. <laughs> so not only did she see my grandfather, there was other things that attached to me while I was sitting there. So I go back to Metairie because I moved to Metairie at, at that, or was it Kenner? Anyway, which is a suburb of New Orleans. So I had moved. I went back um, home and I had like, I know I remember I used to have like really bad dreams, you know, like a week or so afterward. And it was like, what the hell is going on? I didn't feel comfortable. And then bad things started happening to me. Like my car broke down and like all these bad things were happening. So I had a, I'll never forget his name was Ricardo. He <laughs> was one of my employees. And I said, Ricardo, let me, let me talk to you. And he was Creole, born and raised in New Orleans. And I pulled him to the side and I said, look, this is what I did. I think like, something's attached to me you know and he looked at me and he said let me tell you something he's like I know you're new to New Orleans and so forth but you can't be fucking around with that shit like he straight up was like you have to stop (laughs) don't ever do that again 
And he was like, so she opened up the door for all the spirits and there's something attached to you. So these are the things that you need to do. So he gave me a laundry list of things to do and I did it and mainly was burning sage and frankincense and cleansing and praying. And then I got it off of me. But during that time, it was about a few weeks of was just like one bad thing after the other. My money was getting it, like my bank account. Um, it was just like one thing after the other. And it was just like, yo, this is crazy. And it also taught me about protection. It taught me about not allowing just anybody in your energy. So I think that this is a lesson for some of you guys as well. It's like, don't just, you know, you find a Reiki practitioner, you find a psychic, you find a reader, you be careful. Use your discernment. Ask your spirit guides to give you the answers that you need to find the right person. Because not everybody has the right intention. And a lot of people that have the same gifts as I do, they use it for manipulation. And that's a fact. And uh, I don't. Because I come from a love and acceptance. I'm a Leo. So it's always going to be about love. Even though I might like. <laughs> my roar is way bigger than my bite. <laughs> but don't push me. Because I will mollywop you. <laughs> and that's a fact. So anyway. Uh, so that was like my first experience of really like understanding how spirit works. The spirit world. And a protection. Right. It's not crazy. Yeah. That was a long time ago. 1999. <laughs> I was so young. <laughs> so young and dumb. Man, that's insane. All right. So anyway, so moving right along, a lot of my experiences have been in New Orleans. I have to say, I know that I am meant to be there. Uh, I've been in Mississippi since quarantine. And I have always struggled with straddling the fence between Mississippi and New Orleans because <clears throat> New Orleans is my home. It's where I belong, you know? And I think about, like, you know, raising my son there. That's questionable. So, you know, a happy medium is Slidell, but which is outside of New Orleans, you know, North Shore. Uh, I just think that's just a happy medium. I'm close enough to pop in and, um, close enough to Mississippi to visit my mom so I think that you know that's where I'm at right now I just think that I uh New Orleans where I belong you know once my son graduates high school which is a long time from now I will permanently uh move back to New Orleans but not until that happens but anyway so the second time uh well not the second time I have so many stories I just picked a few uh, one of the things that I found is, uh, as my gifts have started growing is that spirit recognize that you recognize them. Does that make sense? If that makes sense, right? So if you walk into a room and there's active spirits in the room, they know that you know that they're there. So they're going to test you. And so the first time that happened is when I went to, um, Mobile, Alabama is called Bellingrath Gardens. Bellingrath Gardens started, uh, there was this Coca-Cola executive had a fishing camp and his wife decided to take over. <laughs> you know how us women do, right? So she planted uh, rose beds. I mean, the, the property is beautiful. Like there's like a huge lake you can get 
on this like cruise you can it is beautiful it is absolutely beautiful and it's a garden and it is man I tell you so the first time I went there I went there with my spiritual teacher and our friend Michelle and walking on a property instantly you can feel the energy of the spirits that's there and it's uh it's just the history of it because they kept a lot of the furniture and everything that like the people had and I don't know what time period this is I'm not gonna guess but I'm telling you it is like insane as a matter of fact let me check because it was so crazy that um it overwhelmed me that I was like what in the world is going on here (laughs) yeah so my um oh here we go Bellingrad Gardens so my spiritual teacher was like uh yeah 65 acre garden 65 acre garden insane but it's absolutely beautiful so on there they have the home where they lived and in that home they had like it's an actually in theodore alabama they had uh this uh the guy's furniture that he sat in and in uh, it was this beautiful leather chair right and the leather chair had his indentions so where he sat and the energy in the chair was insane when you walk in oh, okay let me i don't want to get too far ahead hold on let me back up so actually, wow it was oh my wait wait a minute hold up wait a minute this is so crazy so i'm like googling right now <laughs> like when time period this was he arrives in mobile alabama on my dad's birth date august 17th shut it up walter bellingrath to take over the ownership of Coca-Cola Bottling Company at age 34 in the spring of 1903. I am done. <laughs> I am so done. What in the hell? Yo, this is like happening as I'm recording. This is crazy. This is so insane. wow yeah it was just well like i said it was a fishing camp i knew that already in 65 acre land uh, hers the wife came and just did it all but anyway when we first got on the property there was like a vortex and if you listen to my um podcast episode of the the plantation that i went to which is my number one podcast episode by the way um which I can't think of the name right now, but that's not important. I, when I first got on the property, there was a vortex. So when a vortex is like an energy hole. And when we first got to Bellingrath, there was a hole. There was like an energy vortex that we walked through. And it was in the Rose Garden. And we walked through and Miss Pat was like, April, do you feel that? And I was like, yeah, I had goosebumps all over my body. And she said, you just walked through a vortex. And she said, there's going to be a lot of different spirits on this property. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so as we're walking through, 
my energy, I had a lot, a lot of anxiety and, um, I didn't know how to like, I didn't know what that was. And, uh, I'm new to my gifts. I'm like, what is this that I'm feeling? And I'm walking through and I'm walking through and then we get to the home (sighs) where all of her stuff is still there. The original furnishings is all roped off so no one can touch it. And this is from 1903, five, six, whenever they started the Ballingrass, uh, whenever they built their home. Certain rooms had spirits still in it. Um, when we walked up the stairs, Michelle, the, the spirit of the woman of the house, she, uh, knew who she was and literally got in, like, she channeled her. And so Michelle started having, um, a panic attack. Her name was Betsy. Miss Betsy, Betsy May Morris. Wow, they got married in 1906. Hmm. Anyway, so Betsy took over Michelle's body. (laughs) And Michelle started empathing everything that she was feeling. And she was crying to the point that I had to take her out uh, out of the house. So we're running downstairs and we go outside. And Michelle is channeling Miss Betsy in front of me. And she's crying. And Miss Betsy's like, I miss this place. This was my home. I miss it. And she did not really appreciate all the people that were coming in her house. And so it was like, wait a minute, what? And it was just like, she just misses it. She misses a time period, her husband, her life. She was the happiest she's ever been ever. And this is what? was channeled through Michelle to me and I'm like what the hell because this is the first time that I've experienced this so we're standing outside of the home and I'm like me automatically being a healer I just hugged her and be like okay okay and then finally she got a grip and then Michelle like looked back to herself so Miss Pat you know she just like asked was she okay Everybody was asking me, was she okay? And I said, yeah, Michelle's fine. Like, she took some more time outside and she came and joined the group. So we're going through this tour. And then we get to the kitchen. (laughs) We get to the kitchen because the kitchen is where my people were. Okay. Um, Let's just be realistic. So the service crew, um, the second, okay, I remember looking down. And they had a stand in front of the kitchen. In front of one of the, the walkways of the kitchen. And I'm standing there, and I remember, like, when I put my foot on the kitchen floor, I could see the servants, like, in my third eye. I can see the service staff. I can see all the little black faces that look like me. I, um, it wasn't anything that was negative about it it was just one of those things that was you know um because I've been in places where there's harm um done to their servants and and slaves and things like that but it wasn't like that in that house it was very loving um they had their own dining room where they ate where they ate and I'm talking about the servants the black servants that were there um they took pride 
in that home. Um, it was just a, a really good feeling that I had, but I felt them. And they definitely were getting my attention. Um, because I kept darting around the room with my eyes because we couldn't go to a certain point. And uh, it was like one of those very overwhelming feelings that I was like, okay, my people was here, you know. And I, uh, another overwhelming experience, just thinking about it and reliving it now, like telling us now, it just was like crazy. And uh, we moved on from there and I felt like a little something, but it was just more like, you know, this was the way of life then. And how it's so funny that I am, and be very honest with you, I was the only black person or any person of color that was in the group touring the home. So for for them to be able to see how things has changed was uh, was a lot for me to feel, if that makes sense, right? And that's what something that's what they showed me, um, in that time, like look how things have changed. You're different like you're the only black person with with a group of white person people looking in at this how life used to be and then you're you're able to see us and feel us so that could be overwhelming you know at times and I I got it (laughs) you know I understood it then after that we went into like his uh study if that's what you want to call it because there was books and then there was that leather chair I could not get my eyes off of that leather chair. And Miss Pat kind of like nudged me and was like that chair. I was like, yes, that chair was full of energy because he actually was sitting in that chair while we were like looking at home. Yeah. And let me, let me just go back and say something that the spirit's actually telling me right now. It's like, it wasn't the fact that they don't, they was like Miss Betsy didn't like people being in there. It's just that she missed it. Let me just say that, you know, again, because it wasn't that she doesn't like people to admire her hard work because she actually loved to see people come to her house. So let me just clarify that. That's crazy. I'm getting channeled messages as I am recording this podcast. (laughs) So crazy. That's my life, though. And uh, we were sitting and he actually was sitting in a chair looking at everybody admiring his hard work. And then uh, we left. But before we left, because we were done. Like, I was overwhelmed. I told Miss Pat, I said, I can't handle any more of this energy. Michelle was in a grant. <laughs> we walked downstairs. We thanked the little tour guide. And there was another part. And I was like, no, y'all, we got, we're done. We're done today. Okay. April is done. And then that's when um, <laughs> I'm st- we're standing outside. And, and Miss Pat's, like, trying to get us to ground ourselves again. Because we, we were so scattered and our energy was scattered. And Miss Pat's standing at the, standing outside in the garden. We're leaving. And I look up. I look up. <laughs> I look up and I see this black servant dressed. And he was holding like a tray. And he was looking dead at me. And I knew that was a spirit and not like somebody that was there because he was black. And I just looked at him and I looked at Miss Pat and Michelle and Miss Pat said, you see something, don't you? And she said, it's in that window, isn't it? And she couldn't see him, 
but she could feel that somebody was in that window. But I could see him. And I was like, it is time to go. <laughs> So we left. And that is my story of Bellingrad. So before I get into like my last story, because I'm only going to share three, I'm going to take a break. I think it's time for me to take a break, um, get some water, <laughs> and I'll be back. All right, you guys, I'm back. <laughs> Uh, that's a lot to process I know um I think like you know I ran away from my gifts for so long that when I opened them and like took the seal off baby spirit was like thank you thank you thank you so much <laughs> thank you and it just seems like a lot of people think like psychics and, and mediums and people that can see and feel or empaths and things are fake news because they're so brainwashed by Christianity but even if you really study the Bible, they talk about prophets. They talk about, you know, medicine women and, and people that are like myself. And it's just in a different text. But it's the same damn thing. And people are so asleep to the magic around them that they think that they're in their, they're in their ego with like thinking that spirits don't exist or like this is so insane to me like it really blows my mind but it's for me to help the people that are awakened and I try to be authentic I'll try to be authentic I am authentic and transparent when telling these stories because I at first was a doctor with a shaky scalpel trying to help people because I had these gifts and I knew I'm supposed to be a service to other people and now it's like my hands dirty <laughs> and I and I own who I am because I'm not afraid anymore what people think I don't give a shit about what anybody say about me um my gifts are mine and uh I am who I am <laughs> I am a tarot reader I'm an empath I'm a life coach I am all of those things because that's what God wants me to do this lifetime and I have more to do you know creating projects products and and things like that with my hands it's mainly one of my it's the main thing that I need to really work on is my holistic healing and being able to use my hands because my hands are magical and uh, not only with my Reiki but with other things like I've had many people like my touch is it's my touch you know and my attention behind my touch I have a very healing energy. I mean, you talk to me, you feel better. <laughs> if I touch you, I'll hug you, and I put my intentions behind it, you're going to feel better because you're going to feel I'm going to give you my energy. Um, if I concentrate on you and you fall away from me and I, and I feel like you need it, I'm going to wrap you and hug you and love you um, as if you were in front of me, and that is real. So these gifts, uh, and I know there's people listening now that, that's what's so important about my spiritual consultation is that I help you. I am a vessel that God uses to help you along on your path. So when someone says, I don't understand a spiritual life coach, I don't understand that. It's not for you to understand. If you don't understand it, you don't have to. <laughs> it's not for you to. You know, I know that I'm here to help assist people on their spiritual journey. And there's different ways to do that. Okay. 
So I have a couple more little stories. I said I was only going to do one more. I'm going to do a couple more. So one night I was getting off of work. And I had to walk down Charters because I parked my car on Royal Street. And if you're familiar with New Orleans, you know what Charters is. Charters is like the main road for shopping. Um, the part that's like, you know. Anyway. So, uh, um, <laughs> there's Charters that's like in the French Quarter and there's Charters that's in the Marigny. So, I worked in the Charters, in the, uh, Charters on the French Quarters. But the, one of the stores that I was running because I ran uh three different stores in the French Quarter. But one of the stores... uh was on charter so I always like walk down charters and park my car on Royal Street off uh, Royal and Esplanade so when I this particular night I was walking past um goodness what is it hmm. it's one of these historical buildings where there was like a covenant and uh it's closed but it's like a museum it was a school but I don't I don't know the exact name of it and I don't I don't want to tell you a lie. <laughs> I don't want to make something up because I know it's like a covenant and a, a lot of people go visit this place, right? So they were having a tour. You know, they have a lot of ghost tours and things like that in the city. So there was a tour and they always block the sidewalk, which pisses me off. <laughs> so I'm like, you need to teach them to like not block the sidewalk. Excuse me, my nose is itching. So I was like, um, walking past, and she's like, I'm, I'm listening to her talk, tell them about how they people would go to the medicine ladies and the psychics and the people like myself back in the day so they can, um, be healed. They were called healers, but people were like shunning them and telling them, you know, they were evil, they were witches. And so she's telling this story and I'm listening to it as I walk past them. Because normally I don't listen. I go to the opposite, you know, sidewalk because I don't want to hear all that. And um, I'm walking past it. And the second I pass the group, this like, this energy comes in like knocks me down and I didn't know it was energy at first because at first I was like I thought it was my anxiety because I have anxiety and I'm like what I'm getting because anxiety is when you get too far ahead and I was like why am I so far ahead like what I'm thinking about like I had to think about that like I wasn't thinking about anything and then I was like okay April when is this and then the, it, like I had to stop and I had to do breathing exercises and I had to like pull myself together and I had to reground myself. And I was like, what was that? Well, after I got off of work, there's this uh, little bar, daiquiri place that I go to. And so on Friday and Wednesdays, it's karaoke night. So Fridays, I don't have my son on the weekend. So Fridays is normally my night for me. Rather, I go out on a date or just date myself. It doesn't matter. Fridays is my night, right? I go to this daiquiri place and it's a full moon that particular night so you know what that means a full moon and a a bar full of drunken people it's just not a good combination because <laughs> something is gonna pop off something's gonna pop off anyway anyway in a bar area because low entities and low vibrational spirits hang around bars 
because alcohol is a spirit. They call spirits for a reason. Anyway, we're not going to talk about the history of alcohol because I don't have that kind of time. So <laughs> we, so that's why you got to be careful about like who you drink with, who you have around, where you are, and so forth, especially if you're spiritually awakened. Because they're looking to attack the light. Okay, <laughs> just so that you know. So here I am in this bar, and I was very cautious. Something just told me don't drink that much. And I was like, okay, I'll have the daiquiri, maybe a little shot or two, and I'll be fine. And that's exactly what I did because all hell broke loose in that bar. And I was told, and when I say I was told, it's my spirit guides talking to me. And just telling me to stay out of the way. And I'm standing out the way and literally it's just about, about to be a brawl out there. And I'm like staying out the way, but this I'm, I'm listening to spirit to tell me what to do. So I had to go and pull one of my friends to her cars. She's crying. She's I'm hugging on her, making sure she's calm. She's telling me thank you because she needed to be calm. So that was me like being the healer. And then I had another friend that was in the middle of everything. He was about to fight and I like had to pull him. And then like, it was like, I was the mediator of everybody, right? Just pulling them apart. Come here, let me walk you to your car. It was like insane. On my way home, it hit me that that spirit knew that I was going to need that extra off that night. And it would be the only reason why I was bent over because the energy from that spirit was that of one of the healers that the lady was talking about. And at that time, I didn't know what that was until after it all happened. Is that not crazy? Because <laughs> I didn't get the aha until after I left the situation. Those are the things that happened to me. Okay. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I just wish you guys could see the magic of life. A lot of times, you know, I get, uh, we as empaths, we get depressed because we, we feel the collective. We feel emotions deep deeply not as much as a water sign though <laughs> water signs y'all are I love y'all <laughs> but woo y'all feel things on a whole nother level but uh we feel things very deeply as empaths and it's uh it was a lot to take in and um it's also like when things like that happen I feel so like grateful to be able to be a vessel right so that was uh that's my little story so the last story is <laughs> so much going on. My Marie Laveau story. Now, I know I've said this a couple of times, but I always like to end with her story because I love her and I don't even know why. I think that she wants to work with me. I think that she is a part of me. Like I, um, I've mentioned before in numerous podcast episodes, like I showed her picture to my son when he was two years old and he was like, that's grandma. Like, <laughs> That's not your grandma boy. <laughs> what are you talking about? And he's like, no, that's grandma. And my son's like me. He's got my gift. And uh, he kept saying, that's grandma. I was like, no, that's not your grandma boy. But he said it. He took our picture. It was one of these little postcards. And he looked at it. And he said, that's grandma. And like threw it. <laughs> I was just like, 
old well he was two years old you know what i'm saying but kids are creepy you know what i'm saying when they're that age and they're awakened you know they're like say stuff and it makes like goosebumps like pop up on your neck and you're like what the fuck anyway um she's always been around me ever since i started uh, living in new orleans around it's always like she'll pop up here and there and it was something that like i really didn't know what to think so i was like oh okay you know whatever until i went into her house and i didn't know i was going to her house my friend jessica is like a nerd <laughs> she's not a nerd but she loves chandeliers and she saw the chandelier and it's, uh we was walking on we were at uh armstrong park and so we were walking down saint anne which we do a lot of <laughs> and this one particular day she was like i want to go in here and i was like no a little we're fussing in the middle of the street and i was like i don't want to go there i want to go have a drink i don't want to do that she's like no we're gonna go and i was like you're pulling me because i was gonna stand outside i was not going to go in because i did not want to go into one of these creepy ass hotels okay <laughs> i didn't feel like it and the second that she was like come on and that's when i walked in and the second i walked in i knew i just i felt I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Creepy haunted hotel in New Orleans in the French Quarter. And here I am as a vessel. Okay. What I'm going to experience now. Because I was really over it at this point. And I just, you know, some days you just want to relax. Some days you don't want to feel spirit. Some days you just want to, like, chill. That's a lot of empaths do drugs, alcohol. They numb these talents because it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. So we uh we are going into man my nose is itching it's weird anyway um I walk in the corridor and I'm looking at the chandelier I was like okay great we can leave and at the second I looked up there's a spirit on the edge of the stairs and at first I didn't know who it was but the woman was very guarded and she was just like who are you. Like, who are you? And she, it was me that she was saying that to. And then as I walked, she just stood there and she was staring at me. I could feel it. And I'm like, what is this woman and why is she, her energy like? And it wasn't like, it was just like, who are you? Like, inquisitive, you know? And, uh. <laughs> I get into like the back part. She's like, "Oh, is there a pool?" And he's like, "I don't remember what he said." And he's like, "But there's a nice courtyard back there, or whatever." So she's walking to the back to look at the courtyard, and she was, um, I don't know, just talking to the guy. And I walked in the back where you check in the hotel, <laughs> and it was Marie Laveau's house. And I was like, what? And the second I hit the back where you check in, her picture, her mural is like behind the counter. And that's when I felt her energy and it overwhelmed me again. Like I talked about like in a previous story and I like had to get water. I was so overwhelmed and I started laughing because <laughs> I was like, what? is this and then it was so powerful that like 
my friend Jessica and the guy was looking at me like, are you okay? I was like, I just need water. I need water. I need water to calm myself down from the energy that I felt the second I realized who house I was. Because it wasn't, I didn't know. And it says it right there as soon as you walk in the hotel. I wasn't paying attention because I didn't want to be in there. <laughs> I didn't want to go. I didn't know who it was. So I took pictures. I took pictures throughout the whole house. Because, I mean, why not? So um, so I can have that memory of, like, uh, me feeling her energy uh, for the first time. But she's been around me, like, more so after that. More, you know, before here and there but at that moment just like it engulfs me and then I start getting these like synchronicities with her and stories and just things like that and I kind of shot away from it because I'm like I don't I don't know what to do with this right now so let me just keep doing me over here and then the next thing I know she's back again It's just, it's just funny. So one of my peers told me, she's like, uh, he told me, he was like, she wants to work with you, April. And I'm like, I don't know what that means yet. So let me, let me figure it out. And then we'll go from there. But uh, she's apparently very special to me. Yeah, I think there's something in my lineages uh, that has me connected to her. I know it's on my mother's side of the family because they're all from Louisiana. My grandmother spoke French or Creole. So, um, I don't know. It's something that I, uh, I'm going to explore. I, I feel like I need to do it sooner than later. And uh, that's my last spooky story. <laughs> I don't even think they're spooky stories, though. I just think that they show my gifts and things that I am. Um, I'm here to do in this lifetime and it is for me to be a service to other people and to help other people uh, bridge the gap uh, between their loved ones and them. You know, I can tell if, you know, I recently had a client uh, last week, I think, that her dad had passed when she was little. And uh, when I tapped into that energy, I started crying on a call tears were rolling down my eyes and I couldn't understand because all I knew was that there was so much love that her dad has for her that carried for lifetimes and they have been doing this for lifetimes and even though he died when she was young she still felt him in her life And it was something that was so magical in that moment that I had to like be quiet and give her what she needed. And then like, but the love I felt was overwhelming. So when um, I have those moments, I I thank God, I thank my spirit guides and I thank my spirit guides because that's very important too. So when you just don't say spirits, be very specific on who you want to invite in. Because when you say spirit, it could be a drunk uncle from back in the day that really don't want you to do shit with your life. You know what I'm saying? So don't do that. But, you know, you always ask for love and light. God, angels, spirit guides, my spirit guides, people that are for me and my highest good. That's very important. Okay. So I'm going to end the note on, I'm gonna end the show on that. 
And you guys, thank you so much again for all your love and support. I really appreciate it. You know that I do spiritual consultations and all that good stuff, life coaching, help you get organized on my website, thesoulcoach.org. Thank you for listening to me. I really appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Um, You guys have a great Halloween. Uh, Let's see what's going on with this election in the U.S. And uh, I'll talk to you guys in a few weeks. Thank you.